Hello and welcome to the Social World Podcast. I'm Dave Niven and it's always a pleasure to have you along. Now, today I'm interviewing the children's author, Christina Gabatas, and we're focusing on one particular book of hers called Share Some Secrets. Now, it's, encur- it's to encourage children to share their trouble, any troublesome secrets they have, looking at the difference between good and bad secrets, and it's from children between ages of five and eight. It's well, it's lovely illustrations, and also it's being animated by Sheffield Hallam University, and hopefully that will be launched in the very near future. So keep an eye on it, and you can keep an eye on it too at www.sharesomesecrets.com. But Christina has also had a wider history of uh, initiatives, both writing, both poetry, both voiceovers, etc. She's been quite a lot uh, heard on the media, but also endorsed by various people in government and in um, celebrities, etc., who've really taken on board the work that she's done, including, she she claims, uh, and I think underclaims, the fact that she's probably been responsible for helping about 17,000 children to uh, read. Now, you'll hear for yourself what she thinks about it, how she came to it, what her ideas are about it. But at the same time, and also this is, by the way, for our American listeners too, I think it would be a wonderful addition to your armoury of safeguarding across the pond, as it were, if uh, anybody's interested. Have a look and you can get in touch with Christina. So I think really, without any further ado, because the interview itself will explain the detail of this, Christina Grabitas. Well, welcome, Christina Gabitas, children's author, multi-talented person, various things. There's so many things that you seem to have done, Christina, that it's almost like it would take too long to list them. But what I would like to do is go back to the beginning when you were sort of very young yourself, well, I mean, what kind of a child were you? I was a very, very shy child. I would rather have been part of the fixtures and fittings. I was scared of anything that moved. I was scared of people, just, just life. I was scared of everything. And um, I was just so, so shy. So it wasn't until, um, but there was a, a creative and, and a child in there that wanted to speak out, or wanted to speak to people and wanted to be more confident, but I didn't actually know how. Mm. It wasn't until um, I got my first job um, and uh, they said if I, I, I went on a few Saturdays, just a Saturday job, if I didn't speak to people, then I, would, I wouldn't have a job with them. I had to speak. And so I thought, gosh, it's the <laughs> world. I, I need to speak to people. I've, I've got to do something about this. That No one's going to do it for me. I'm going to have to help myself. So I visualized a switch in my head and I thought, right, what I'm going to do is I'm going to flick this switch in my head. And I'm going to speak. I'm going to force. I had to force myself to speak. So I tell my daughter this. I had to force myself. And then I just did that. It was like I was acting. And then that act became a natural, a natural thing for me. So it wasn't easy. I I had to teach myself not to be so shy and uh, introvert. But it was really hard. And so that really prompted me when I had my children, when they were babies. I thought, right, okay. So I sat down and I penned some stories. Mm. Um, based on my kind of childhood fears, really, uh, the dark, anything that moved. And um, <laughs> I put these in a bo- these stories in a box file, thinking one day I'll do something with these stories. So 17 years after that, I thought, right, I'm going to, do you know what? I'm going to give it a go, because unless you try, you never know. And what's the worst that can happen? So I did that, 
and from then on, uh, I've never looked back. I really love what I do. Um, I, mm. I set a national initiative encouraging children writing. My son has dyslexia. He struggled. I'm cutting this short, by the way. Um, mm. And so I set up a national initiative that did get support from the Education Secretary in the outset. And today, so this is now five years on, I've encouraged over 17,000 children to have a go at writing an eight-line poem. Uh, the latest topic has just been seasons and climate change, but and I picked up a Day and Beryl Bainbridge Award for encouraging children oh, for well really pleased to get which was lovely but I, I i go into schools i encourage children reading and writing with fun i like to promote learning with fun. okay let's drill down a little bit because i mean in that 17 years okay you were being a mother you were bringing up your own two children fair enough i mean and that's obviously does take an awful lot of time as well but at the same time you were accumulating stuff in this box in the drawer but also you were seeing things talking about things to other parents and so forth you must have been kind of forming a view about where help was needed and where things could be done um, within your own skill set. Um, do you remember any particular moments, any cathartic moments that, with uh, other children or families or school events or anything that, that really reinforced your idea that, that help was needed? Yeah, with the, with the Share Some Secrets project, um, over the years I've spoken to many parents I've uh, listened to people speaking and uh, their experiences and it was when the uh, Jimmy Savile case came on the TV which I thought, you know, this is so appalling, something has to be done about this. There's people in authority here who brushed all these things under the carpet and it's harming so many children and affecting so many people's lives, having such a detrimental effect. I thought to myself, what about prevention? What are we doing to educate our young children that would maybe encourage them to speak out and prevent this having a detrimental effect on the rest of their lives because that's what I got. Once I, I spent a, a year researching this project, I spent time with an abuse lawyer and realising that uh, people don't speak out until the perpetrator dies or there's a, a, an opportunity later in life. But by that time, people are self-harmed, suicide attempts, depression, just has a, a huge negative detrimental effect on, on the rest yeah. of their life. I thought, this is so appalling. What are we doing to help our children? So when I started researching what resources were available for children, parents and teachers, there were very little. All right. Well, look, let, let's take a little bit more time to talk about Share Some Secrets. Uh -huh. um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a book. It's an A4 size glossy book and it's got a, a, a a DVD in it and it's also got um, a lot of very lovely illustrations that um, I presume a colleague of yours Rick Lum has illustrated. Mm -hmm. um, it, it looks at the difference between good and bad secrets and that's great and encouraging children to share but mm -hmm. it, it's it's also more than that because my understanding is that you've had a very good and, and um, offer, as it were, and it's in hand from Sheffield Hallam University to um, create an audio version. Is that right? Yes, this is wonderful. Um, and this came about by me uh, talking to a chap on an aeroplane <laughs> who, who was one of the directors at Sheffield Hallam University. Now, um, I've been on lots of programs, BBC programs, talking about the book, and I always said if I could afford to give every child or setting a copy of this book, I completely would. I fund, funded it all myself, and um, I'm not looking for huge profits or anything. So it's a case of what I wanted to do, because I mean, not every child can afford a book or parent, is to make this available online for children to see completely free. 
so a completely free resource so what it what we're going to be doing is it's going to be animated the story will be animated with words written underneath with the audio as well so that children can listen they can read along and they can understand and this will cost them nothing so that's the aim so I met with uh, Sheffield Hall University, the students, so we're helping out. So it's everybody's helping one another, children helping other children, teenagers helping other children. So, if, you know, if we can encourage at least one child to speak out, we'll have achieved what we set out to do. When I initially um, started the book, uh, I read the story to this abuse lawyer who thought it was brilliant. I, I just I actually... When I'm writing, I just write pen to paper and I took my script in and read it to her and she said, that's fantastic. So, right, well, that's, that's what I needed to hear. So now my next step was I showed it to a teacher um, of a girls' school who also said it was fantastic and could she have a copy of the book as soon as it comes out. Mm. But we got one for each of their libraries, she said, because they have very limited resources. And the good thing about the book is I had a... A wonderful testimonial from the uh, Childline team at the NSPCC is that it, it, it's a book that a child can pick up without parental supervision uh, because it's not scary. So I, I did the research and there are books that talk about touch, but when you're talking about touch, I think you perhaps need parental supervision or teacher supervision. Well, Share Some Secrets can take the pressure off parents and teachers in that there's a book there, it has an audio with it, they can listen read along and understand so the book encourages them to speak out so uh, to share their troublesome secret mm. so it starts off with granny's surprise birthday party that's the good secret um, and then throughout the book we realize that millie has a secret that she wants to share but she's scared to share it um, because of all the comments that she's had from her you know perpetrator as it were mm, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Now we, we've obviously realised because I, I mean I've I've heard and I've talked to you quite a bit about this too that, that a lot of professionals think that you've done a very good bit of work there, and that it's well worth distributing. It's well worth um, publicising, and hopefully this will add to it a little bit as well. But you did mention there too that you've really had to fund it yourself, and I I know talking to you, and I'm sure you wouldn't mind me saying that you've had to spend thousands of pounds over the years of your own money. In actually realizing this project uh, or, or the end of this one uh, amongst other projects um, and I know you're not you know specifically touting for money or anything like that but support is always a good thing in terms of distribution and so I, I presume you would want hopefully anybody listening to this to consider absorbing this book into their own kind of teaching repertoire is that a fair point it is, definitely, yeah. If there is anybody out there, help me to help young, vulnerable children of our world, basically. We need to educate our children, and there is nothing, there are very little resources. Let's help one another. Um, yes, I can't afford to get lots and lots of books printed. I can't afford to do that. I've already done that. I donated um, 100 of the books to the NSPCC, which they've now distributed through their mm. school service. It's also available in their library for people to borrow. Um, but yeah, so I have. I, I started with a Kickstarter. I got. Re I reached a certain amount, and then I funded the rest myself, um, because I feel very passionate about it, and I think it's something that we should all feel passionate about, and we we shouldn't be brushing it under the carpet. We should be talking about it. It's part of of everyday life, 
and um, we just need to educate our children and if, if, if we can have something that's just sat there that they can pick up. I remember being at primary school and we were given free reading sessions. So I used to go and I used to pick up so the child can pick up the book without feeling any pressure, without a teacher feeling any pressure of like, right, I'm going to have this session. Let's just get it into, you know, into, into the libraries, get them to look at it. It's a, it's a brightly colourful book. And um, it's wonderfully illustrated as well by Eric Lum. It rhymes. Children in the early years gravitate towards a bit of rhyme. The book doesn't need to rhyme. I have, I have had translated <laughs> into Spanish, um, but children seem to like that. And I loved, I loved rhyme as a child, and that's because I was a prolific reader as a child, and that's why I put audio with all of my books because children all develop at different stages, and that's fine. And so they can read and listen and read along as well. Okay, well, let's let's sort of do a bit of absolute blatant publicity here for a second and talk about people who are listening to this. Now, firstly, there's a website, which is www.sharesomesecrets.com. Share some secrets is one continuous word. And you've, as I said, been endorsed by the NSPCC. They've taken copies from you. You've been endorsed by Bernardo's, the charity. They've taken copies from you. Esther Ranson, the children's campaigner, has actually welcomed your book and may well indeed do further endorsements. I mean, you, you're actually travelling quite fast in terms of uh, credibility and in terms of the sector that you're looking to influence. I mean, would you say that you need perhaps a little bit more support from the education sector? Definitely, I do. Anybody who can offer me any kind of help, because I'm just an ordinary person trying to get something out there that, that we that we really really need to do it and everybody I speak to when I was doing my research I was doing lots of signings from various books up and down the country at different WH Smith stores there are some books available within some of the stores as well is that this is really really needed they're really we need to help um, people in education we need to help teachers you know we need to we need to help them to help the children mm. Well, the first few years of a child's reading life are pretty crucial. Mm -hmm. um, you know this yourself, you know, from, from when your children were young. But I, I would have thought that it is quite important that um, when the children actually learn to read independently, mm -hmm. to have something like this, which is entertaining, because it is, and mm -hmm. visually attractive, as well as meaningful, I yeah. think sort of ticks most of the boxes, and um... it's, the message is incorporated into the story. So you've got Billy, Millie, cat, dog, um, uncle, auntie, granny. So you've got it's incorporated into the story, um, and that's why I did it that way because you're more likely to get children to pick it up and read it because of that. Mm. And I just think that's really important. So it, it's helping with with literacy. It's encouraging them to read. And why I put the audio with it is audio. The different sounds of character voices that can help to engage children to listen. Well, you've got three different kinds of kind of um, projection here. You've got the the book, the reading. You've got the audio, the listening, and soon, hopefully, you're going to have the animation, which is like the, the combination. Now, where do you see the animation being lodged? Where where do you see that being actually people you know can get it and download it and look at it? Um, I'm open to suggestions at the moment. Um, I'm going to be talking to uh, the, the people who are animating it for me at Sheffield Hallam University. And anybody who's got any suggestions for me, I'd be greatly 
uh, be greatly received. Uh, it will be initially put onto YouTube. How I get that out there, I'm really not sure. I'm not a savvy techie person, but um, I would like to make the, the link uh, available to, 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 to all, really. Um, yeah, so any suggestions? I'm very open. Okay, so we've got we've got a request out there now for techie support on this. We've got a request out there for further publicity vis-a-vis -vis educational outlets. We've got a request out there for places such as perhaps local safeguarding boards or whatever to begin to have a look at this and distribute it through their, their particular piece of geography. But I rather suspect too, although you're very much, it's very much a UK matter at the moment, I mean, but this programme is heard quite extensively in other uh, countries, um, USA, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, etc. And I rather suspect you wouldn't mind at all kind of transporting this across uh, the Atlantic. Not at all. It's needed because, you know, we're, we're all saying the world over. We all need to get the same message across. We all need to educate our children. Mm. Education and prevention is better than having to pick up the pieces later or trying to pick up the pieces later when the damage is done. But we do need to do more. There needs to be more things for to, to help educate our children. I would like to, and I, and I could, write something for older children, but again, time um, time, you know, I don't have a lot of time at the moment. Uh, time is money. I have to earn money. Uh, I myself have to put bread on the table. Um, so, okay, me, no, I, I understand that. I mean, and I think hopefully that people will begin to understand that that you know you can't do everything, and therefore you should be possibly encouraged and freed and supported to to do the things that you feel passionate about. I, I understand that. I mean, what about? Um, a project and another pro any other projects in mind for this age group because you seem to have focused on them more than others well i did that because there are there are there are more resources for children who are old i know there's not a lot but there are things for children who are older and they're, mm. they they have a different understanding we're talking about a different level here because you're talking i've spoken for instance one lady called me she'd been abused by her father from the age of five you trust at your age of five you're implicitly trusting your parents your mother and your father so that's a really difficult one so i wanted to try and get because this this lady had suffered all her life and she didn't come out until her father had died but he abused her for many many years but she suffered mentally for years as well um, and she wanted me to know that and i think if we can get something where a child can look, they can listen, they can read, then they'll, they'll perhaps maybe think, well, it, just, it makes me feel uncomfortable. Maybe I don't like it. Maybe I should just say something to someone uh, for them to know that it isn't normal. Um, mm. Is it that age? And that's why I wanted to start with that age group because they're, they're all children are vulnerable, but from the early, very early stage, from the age of five, you're even more vulnerable because you're implicitly trusting, you know, yeah. this is the person that brought you into the world and you, you look up to your parents and, 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 you know, you think they're right. That, that's, that's, that's right. No, when, absolutely. 
Absolutely. You know? You've got it spot on. But I, I yeah. also find it very interesting, I suspect you do too, the paradox in here. Because, for example, you, you mentioned that one of the main sort of stimuli, if you like, to, to write this book was the Jimmy Savile experience, you know. But yet we do know, and that's where you've focused this, that sort of at least 90-95% of all abuse takes place interfamilial within the family, mm. uh, or within the extended family at least. And still is that case, and and although you know situations like um, external abusers like the Jimmy Savile person taking advantage and so forth do exist, ultimately most of the work still needs to be done within the family to protect children or to allow them to know how to protect themselves. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I, I, it it is a great difficulty. The one that gets most publicity always is the stranger danger. And yet, yeah. that is the smallest percentage of actual abuse that takes place. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. so look, okay, so we're, we're talking publicity, we're talking getting it out there, we're talking uh, that you are um, very openly talking about um, not necessarily having to make much money out of this, you just want the principle of the thing to be explained and get it out there and the messages to be actually spoken and read. So, when you get the animation through, that's a totally different market, isn't it? I mean, I know you told me it's about, what, a six to ten minute animated sort of program it's going to be? It will be, yeah, around around, around the six minutes. The, the good thing about the animation is that the, the children in there, oh, a lot of children are online, an awful lot, um, even young children have iPads, so this is going to be available to them whether the parents want them to see it or not and it's not damaging, it can help them. So if they are being abused in the home, that at the end of that, there will be the, the child line numbers, the NSVC numbers, people to contact mm -hmm. um, if, you know, if, if children want to do that or, or an email address, you know, mm. uh, which is what they, they, they deal with a lot uh, with the child line now. So it's, it's, for that young child, it's having something there, it's having that, that, that branch out of the home without you know, without involving their parent or saying to the parent if they feel uncomfortable about it and they are being abused. Okay. Well, look, <clears throat> i tell you what I would suggest if, if, if you're up for this is that we've, we've broken the ice in terms of sort of this program and, and getting your message out there, telling people about it, reminding people it's www.sharesomesecrets.com. It's Christina Gavitas, the author. And what I'd like to ask you to do, Christina, is... Um, come back on the program in a while, in mm -hmm. a few months maybe, and just let's see how much this and, and other methods that you're using to publicise things is working. Because I do think it's a wonderful idea. I do think it's a necessary idea. And I really applaud your initiative in actually doing this because anything that helps young people and children, I think, um, in this very, very sensitive area is very worthwhile. Now, also, I think, though, you and I have talked, let's be honest here, we have talked about also putting a conference together, haven't we? Mm -hmm. um, yes, we have. About basically tools that exist to help children of all ages um, be safer and possibly mm -hmm. bringing that together in, in the format of an actual, if you like, almost like a conference audit of mm -hmm. what's available to be safe. Um, yeah. You know, there'll be obviously your book for the younger children, but at the same time, there are plenty of other things out there for older children, apart from helplines and apart from 
ways to contact people. And also, I think we should link in a little bit to Alexis Jay inquiry, Professor Jay's inquiry at the moment, nationally, that's going on looking at historical abuse. Because uh, a lot of people who will be finding the courage to go forward will, in fact, have been very young themselves when it first occurred in their family. And so, you know, um, do you know, it's actually, and I don't mind this being recorded, it's actually quite poignant now that just as soon as I mention dangers to young children, there's a, a family of young jackdaws just being weaned outside my window at the moment where we're recording, who seem to be under threat from some other birds, which is quite kind of appropriate in what we're talking about here. But never mind, anyway. So if people hear that in the background, please know I didn't, I didn't engineer it, but it's uh, appropriate. Christina, mm -hmm. I'm so pleased you came on and talked about it. We will publicise it more. I will hopefully be doing some work with you too to um, extend the publication of this and, and, and also the publicity for it. But at the moment, mm -hmm. what, what would you like to finish with? What would you like to say to parents who will obviously be the ones accessing this or teachers accessing this for children in the future just just could you just sum up the book in a kind of a few sentences just for us to finish with okay this is a book and a resource that can help everyone the main thing is that we need to prevent abuse happening anything that we can do to help children through education has got to be a positive point share some secrets was put together because of that because there's nothing available for that age group so I would just encourage you to not brush the issue under the carpet. Let's lift the carpet up, get it out there. Just have something that our children can look at that will help educate them, make them think. If we can get one child to speak out, we'll achieve what we set out to do. So the animation will be launched around September, October. So once that comes out, we'll, we'll get it out to as many people as we possibly can. All right. Christina Gabbard. Christina Gavitas, thanks ever so much for being on the programme and I look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Thank you. Yes, thank you.